everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the supernatural. This week we talk to hero Troy Nelson. Troy is a music hero and DJ at KEXP. As a band, being on KEXP is like winning life's Academy Award, but like the Global Academy Award. On our last tour, we got to take part in this amazing and coveted experience, and Troy Nelson was our guy. Troy knows about so much cool futuristic stuff I don't know anything about, and it was an honor to talk to him about these amazing and complicated futuristic concepts. Please, welcome to your head and heart, Troy Nelson. Hi. <laughs> it's, I mean, really, it is so nice to see you because I had such a great time with you and your band and we had such a great conversation. So thank you so much for inviting me to this. Yeah, thank you so much. That was so much fun. And uh, yeah, that was our last tour that we did before our next tour. <laughs> but um, and that was about that was like 13 or 14 months ago. Um, and uh, playing at KEXC was definitely a highlight, but your interview was a double highlight. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for ever playing us and letting us go up there. That's like the dream. That's almost, almost as big of a dream as like getting the picture with the koala. You know, those are like the two ways, you know, you made it in music. You hug the koala in Australia and you get a with you no it was so much fun and and uh also you know obviously the station loves your band i love your band but it was just nice to to get to know you and the others on a on a deeper level and i had no idea where the conversation was gonna go and <laughs> we, we, and i love where it ended up and also if you think about it i thought about this the other day how uh sort of lucky we were to sneak that in before the pandemic you know yeah. we it was like, it was pretty close to it. And so we got to sneak that in before we all got locked down at home. So I'm very glad we got to have that experience together. Yeah, thank you so much. That was like, that tour was very, very special now looking back, especially, but it was like, we got to hit a lot of like cool highlights. We got to play, I think Levitation in Austin and yeah. And then get to play there in Seattle. It was like, we were the kings of the world. <laughs> but yeah, I guess one thing I've been wondering since then, um, and particularly now that I started doing this, is you are such a good interviewer. Um, can you explain your process of like how you prepare to interview people? It definitely takes uh, a long time to get to a somewhat comfortable place, you know, because I, I still get nervous. I still am like, oh, I hope this goes well. I don't... Uh, I, I, I sort of like to, I, I definitely do preparation as in whoever I'm going to be interviewing, I watch old interviews of theirs oh, so okay. that I, so I somewhat have a sense of their personality and, and so that I can kind of, uh, recalibrate the energy in the room to make them comfortable. So if, wow. if I'm interviewing somebody that's very laid back and very chill, I don't come in there going, Hey, how's it, you know, <laughs> I, I, I also will sort of have that, uh, demeanor so that they're comfortable and then also, uh, learn about, you know, I'll watch an interview with, uh, I think when I was interviewing, um, it was either I mentioned Mitski or uh, Vagabond or when uh, I, I would 
hear them in another interview talk about things that are meaningful to them. And so then I have a sense of uh, artists that they love or things that they're into. And I will uh, sort of sneak those things into the conversation. And, and so I, it's, it's preparation, but also uh, I just, I love speaking with people and I love communication and back and forth. And uh, it, it would just so happen that uh, the interview with, with your band was just a, a highlight of all the 15 years that I've been doing interviews. It is one of my favorite. No way. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah. I, some, I mean, you did such a good job. It was just like, it's, it's what I miss most about my job is just meeting up with people and making them talk about what they're excited about. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what this is kind of, but it's like, yeah, you're just like everything you said. It was like, how'd he know that? How'd he know that? Oh my God. Like, you know, and just getting to talk about stuff that makes you happy. I think um, that's just so cool. Everything you said, we were just like, how do you know? How do you know? And yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it was just, uh, I, I, I feel like you and I have, uh, some things in common and just, uh, you, you made me feel comfortable and you do make me feel comfortable. And I love that you're interested in a lot of things that I think about a lot and also am currently researching or learning about. So it just was, it was uh, it was a match made in heaven, in my yeah. opinion. Well, now that you mentioned that, is what what are you what are you into? What's going on with you? What are you into these days? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, of course, I'm always you know getting sent new music and looking for new artists that are exciting. That's sort of a constant, and also comes with the job of being a radio DJ, of course. But outside of that, you know, like we talked about in our conversation you know, cause we went, uh, we went, we got to the outer space thing pretty quickly in the, in the interview. And I was, and I was so happy to see how into, into that, that you are. And so with lockdown, it's been a great time to just, uh, not have any FOMO because nothing's going on. So it's yeah. okay on a Friday night to just watch YouTube videos and learn things. Yeah. And I, and I fall asleep to these videos as well, because I, I've always been a person who has thought about, you know, space, even when I was a kid, you know, just in the small town in the Midwest. And I, I thought that I was kind of, you know, a weirdo or something that being 13 years old. And I would think about there's got, there's gotta be something else out there. I, I just, it blows my mind and it still does. And yeah. I would think about these things. And so I read about, you know, quantum physics and I am just uh, being informed about the Fermi paradox. And so I will watch videos on these subjects and just, I'm just trying to gather all this information yeah. and, and, and it's just, uh, I guess it's exciting. And it's like, at, at times it's kind of scary and yeah. other, I'm, like, <laughs> yes. I'm like we can't be the only living things in this universe it just can't be if this is the top of the food chain <laughs> it's not good news I mean and I don't mean that in a negative way it's just I with how big it is out there there's got to be something else yeah well that's I think I can't remember whose quote it is but some the quote about like either we're alone or we're not and either way is terrifying and it's like yeah it's, <laughs> it's a good terrifying. point you know like if we are alone that sucks and it's so scary like why 
and that probably means we're doomed. Um, and if, you know, like it, it either means that all the other things that were there didn't succeed, or if we were the only one, I don't know, that seems scary. Mm -hmm. But it, so, it does. Yeah. Oh, no, go, were you going to say something? Uh, well, I also think about, um, I've always been a person that has also thought this, like once we're gone, that just can't be it, right? Like I have a hard time fathoming that. And I know that, you know, that's where religion comes from and that's where spirituality comes from, which, you know, I'm, I'm open, open to hearing people's, you know, opinions about that. And then for me, I just take bits that make sense to me and sort of create my own feeling or spirituality, if you will. But I, I just have a hard time thinking that uh, th that's just it. Because right. that makes things seem really meaningless. And I, and I, I don't think that they are. When I experience something magical, like be it uh, anywhere from a song to a movie, to a video, to a painting, to a, I, I can feel that. I'm like, this is special. This, uh, this comes from another planet, I even think at times. Yeah. And I know that this yeah. is going to sound really nerdy, but if I'm, I also, as you know, I'm into, uh, retro and current, uh, video games. So I have a video game room in my, in my basement, just the other side of this wall. Oh, cool. And there's times where I'm playing, you know, either like legend of Zelda or it's something magical. I I've had moments where I'm like, I feel like this came from from another planet or outer space. In other words, whoever created it, maybe they came from a star or a galaxy that had these scenarios happening on it millions of years ago. And that's yeah. where the idea came from. Yeah. And I know that seems kind of trippy, but I also, I also have never done, I've never done psychedelics before. Oh. I tr truly have not. But I'm learning about that too. People, uh, mushrooms, microdosing. Uh, I'm very open to hear people's opinions about a lot of things. So yeah, is there a reason, a specific reason why you never tried it? Uh, fear. Fear. <laughs> fear. It, I, I've never done any uh, drugs except for um, uh, alcohol and weed. That's as oh, okay. that's as crazy as I've gotten. Those and it can be crazy. They can, well, those can be pretty crazy too. Yeah, those can be crazier than the craziest acid trip. Let me tell you, I, I've experienced honestly more on, on alcohol and weed than at almost anything else. Like the most unbelievable scenarios in my mind mm -hmm. um, possible. So yeah, but that's interesting. Um, I think probably everything you're thinking about, you like the psychedelics sort of can um, help make those things happen faster, but you're already, you're already thinking about all the things that, you know. God, you are so good. It's so funny you say that. My childhood best friend, who I, I mean, grew up with, we still talk to this day, he has always told me, you're already kind of tripping. I don't want <laughs> you to, to do, you don't need, you don't need them. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, okay, uh, I know that it's different in like the whole mushroom microdosing thing that um, they're doing research and saying that it is helping people with depression and all that stuff. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm all about uh, people uh, helping their depression because obviously, I mean, that's a pandemic in itself, yeah. uh, depression and anxiety. And so I'm, I, I do hope that there is a safe way to alleviate uh, the feelings of loneliness, depression, and anxiety, because so many people have that. In fact, I don't, I know more people that have it than don't. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, totally. I think um, this is a little bit off topic, but I think most people like, I mean, most people are, are growing, hopefully like growing their whole lives and parents are just people. They're not like uh, professional parents. So they're, they're still growing out of what they're doing and not on purpose, sometimes on purpose, but they're putting whatever trauma and stuff they've gone through onto the kid. And then, so it's just a cycle. And yeah, I think most people have a lot that they grew up with that wasn't maybe kind to them and they didn't get the reassurance or, um, you know, the, how to self-soothe or, you know, there's so much stuff and it's, it's just every year you learn so much. So it's, yeah, I think most people are depressed because this experience is difficult and there's no one right way to do it. So you just, you know, it's, you just have to figure it out on your own and uh, just do the best you can, but no one really even tells you that. You're, you're, all alone. you're so on point with that because the experiences and what you're taught when you're young, they sink in really deep because when you're older, you can be like, I don't like that idea or I don't, but when, you, when you're so young, you take everything in as it's gospel. Yes. And so if, if there's parents that are instilling uh, negativity or um, a lack of love or anything that somebody grows up with, all of a sudden they sometimes they don't know how to deal with that. And they just, that's their reality for the rest of their lives, even into adulthood. Yeah. I've seen people still uh, acting out for things that they are probably angry about when they were young and they're yeah. acting out in their forties and fifties because they are not self-aware enough to, to know that they actually have this in them and they, they need to work on it. And I know so many people that refuse to work on it, like uh, on themselves and be a better person. And, and they're just like, no, I'm not, you know, <laughs> stubbornness is one of the worst things in my yeah. opinion, in a, in a, in humans is just, no, I'm not, I'm fine. Yeah. And, and, and okay. Then you're just going to be the same the rest of your life until you're dead. Like, hey, wouldn't it be nice to evolve or explore other ways of, of uh, learning how to be okay with yourself and others and uh, not having knee jerk reactions to everything or getting angry. Like, why would you not want to be that? I, it, it just blows my mind, but, it, but it's sometimes it's not their fault. It's the way that uh, information was instilled in them from when they were young. And that it is hard to, it's hard to deal with. And life is hard feelings. I, feelings are hard. To, to deal with. And then yeah. we can't help it. We're human. I'm like, why do I feel this way? Everything is seemingly fine in my life, but I feel this like emptiness sometimes or this sadness or sometimes loneliness even. And I'm I like, don't want you why? To feel that. <laughs> Please don't feel that. Yeah. I mean, totally. I think, um, I think you just, people, are usually doing the best they can do, like are, are trying to do the best that they can do. Um, but not, that's not considering everything around them. So it's like, maybe the best you can do is be the most selfish person ever. And that, you know, you, mm -hmm. it's not going to help other people. So eventually, yeah, you want to try and evolve and grow and learn, but it is uncomfortable. It's way easier to just be the way you are and be reactive and not consider like, why did I do that? But to be perfectly honest, I didn't until about 
well, now there's an extra year. It's so hard. I'm like, until a year ago. And it's like, no, nah, dude, two years ago, every it, there's an extra year in there. But until like two years ago, I didn't really even know I was in control of my brain. Like, I just, I never thought about it. I, and maybe we talked about this, but like, we used to, you know, exclusively listen to true crime all day, eight hours a day in the van, and then get to a motel and watch forensic files. Like that's what we put in our heads all day. I, I, I will say I loved that stuff. Yeah. There, there was like a channel called the Investigative Discovery Channel, and I was obsessed with it. Yeah, that's the tour channel. That's you can always count on that channel to be entertaining. But yeah, we didn't, it didn't occur to me like I wasn't aware of positive thinking or or um new age or any of that stuff until very recently. And it's like, wait a second, I can change my brain. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. and yeah. I think it's just, it's a, I think people just go about their day and try and get through it and don't, you know, you hear things like meditation and it's like, what is that? Is that to float? Like I literally didn't know what any of that stuff was. I just, you know, no, that's levitation. Yeah, so that's true. But I thought that that was the point of meditation is like at the end of it, you're just going to be like, feel like you're, you know, like there's just these easy things, but really that just means like being present. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't know. That's far out. You know, what's interesting is, um, you know, I know, I bet you probably know a couple people like this in your life, but I actually know people in my life that, they can't figure out why they keep like getting into arguments with people or losing friends. Like I, I know people who have lost so many friends and they still don't realize that they might be the problem. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, and I think it is so important and I'm so glad that I have the wherewithal and self-awareness to know when I am in the wrong and, and when I'm not and be open-minded to that. Like why, if, if I sat back and, and just, you know, lost all these friends and, and I'm just like, oh, they're an asshole or they, they suck. Yeah. I, I know people that do that and they still aren't changing it. And so I'm, I think it's good to be self-aware and also be kind of vulnerable and, uh, and, uh, and realize that what your uh, sort of problem is or why you're accidentally like pushing people away, not accidentally and purposefully yeah. really, but uh it is interesting, the human mind, the, the brain and, and, uh, yeah. It, and it's kind of like endless information to learn about. So yeah. <laughs> that's why there's you, you, I love YouTube uh, for this reason, yeah. uh, not the ads that pop up every two fucking minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I read this, there's this guy on Twitter that I follow. The sulk is his name. He just, he's hilarious. And he said that, uh, I, I have the reflexes of a fighter pilot when it comes to the skip ad button. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, totally. That's so that's uh, YouTube is your like, that's your source. That's your, that's it's a lot of it. Yeah, okay. for sure. Uh, okay. it's so many great, so much great information. And you can, you can tell what videos like are have legitimacy behind them. You can feel that. And then there's just so much information. Uh, and, yeah, that I've been I've watched so many videos during the pandemic and even before it. It's just a, there's a lot of uh, great information out there. Yeah, so if fun. you use it in the right way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I I 
don't, I haven't been like on one, you know, like I haven't tried to get to the bottom of anything in my mind lately. Like uh, I've been trying not to have feelings. I've been watching like competition shows. I watched every single America's Next Top Model. Um, that's <laughs> what I've been doing. Cause I just like watching, watching someone else pursue their passions, I think was like, I was like, I don't know what to watch. I can't watch true crime because that's not good for my brain. Like, I don't want to watch acting because I can't take it seriously right now. And I was like, oh, watch people pursue their passions. That's like as close as you pursuing your passions as you're like willing to get right now. But it has kind of kept me like, just in like almost ready to do something creative, almost ready to like. It's so interesting that you say that about acting because uh, I, I have always had a little bit of an, an aversion to movies. Uh, oh, really? I, I love the the movies that I love. I love them. Yeah. But I, but I have been always so much more drawn to documentaries and like yeah. real life stories. It just, well, because I can relate to it. But, you know, I have a few, you know, favorite movies of all time. But uh, what? Oh, uh, True Romance. I always come back yeah. to. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that movie. And I love, um, you, you know, and then uh, a lot of um, I'm sort of being introduced to uh, sort of 60s. I, I guess like movies that like Tarantino was inspired by but the real movies i yeah. like those movies uh, i are starting to become really interesting to me are older you know older movies um, ones that are really artistic um you know uh the uh, I, I watched for the first time the original suspiria oh, cool. and, I, and the beginning of it was just so interesting and now i'm getting into more of the, the visual visual like the i like when there's art in movies i'm not cool. i'm not the heaviest dialogue driven person when it comes to movies <laughs> okay yeah no i'm i've been i've been growing a lot too i'm like kind of getting into hi Tommy. um <laughs> the dog came in Cute. hi um i've been getting into like soundtracks and like classical music like that's mm -hmm. You know, I don't know why, but for some reason, that's like where that takes me emotionally is is safe, but also is somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it's very clear uh, mm -hmm. what what soundtracks are like. Yeah, like instrumental music, which mm -hmm. I would never in my life. I mean, I love jazz and I went to school for jazz, but short of that, the idea of me personally uh, listening to instrumental music, I think is hilarious. Like mm -hmm. just one, you know, just so bizarre, but I feel like that's probably the same with like movies, um, just being into new stuff and art stuff, you know, it's, you get older and you start to broaden, uh, what you, what you want. Yeah. And, and what, and what feels right, you know, which is continually evolving and, yeah. And so I can relate to your soundtracks. For me, it's uh, soundtracks of, of video games. Yeah, and, cool. And they, so like the Zelda stuff sounds ancient and majestic and magical. Whereas even uh, newer games, uh, there's these composers out there that are uh, creating beautiful, uh, you know, historically people think video game music is like Super Mario Brothers. And it, it is not the case anymore. It is 
legitimate music. Uh, there is a composer named Lena Rain, and she did this uh, music for this game called Celeste. And the game is about this uh, this girl trying to climb this mountain and running into all these obstacles. It's a very difficult game, but every time you die, it, you just start right where you're at. And so you don't have a, a, an amount of lives or anything. You get to keep trying. And the whole game is about overcoming uh, uh, obstacles in your life, overcoming feelings in your life. And it's got this beautiful uh, ambiance to it. And Lena Rain did the uh, soundtrack for this game. And it is emotional and very deep and very beautiful, uh, but also cool, like elements of minimal electronica. Yeah. And it's, it, and it, it just feels, cele- the, the game's called Celeste. Okay. I'm going to write that down. And, uh, and she's wonderful. I had, I've had her in the studio pre-pandemic, of course, and have oh. interviewed her a couple times. And just a, a fabulous composer and a contemporary one that's making beautiful music that I feel safe within because, and there's no vocals or anything. So you yeah. get to feel the emotions and, and take from it what you get, you know, and what you hear from it. Yeah. Well, I that's one of the questions I have is what, I mean, I, I, for you, this is slightly different is what's your soundtrack? What's your video game song? Like what, what style plays when you're walking around town? That's so funny that you say that. Cause I actually, uh, am creating video game music myself. No way. That's mm-hmm. so cool. So me and, uh, my musical partner, Michael Lee, we, uh, started a, a, a songwriting partnership together cool. and we make music for all different types of things. And, uh, video, we have about 14 pieces of music for vi- uh, video games. And we just hope that we can find a video game company that might want to use one or five or all of what we've got so that's so it, cool i want to hear it that's yeah like- I'll, I'll send it to you we we just started this like a year or so ago and yeah. so we, we don't have a everything on a soundcloud or anything but yeah. uh, we're putting it together so i definitely will share it but uh, to answer your question it's more definitely like has electronic elements and sort of um i like to always picture a game that is like uh, a, a 2D side scroller in a cave, and there's uh, like dripping, but uh, there's like water dripping, and there's all these magical little creatures that pop out, and you're bouncing and jumping off of giant flowers or mushrooms. Wow. And I just I envision this magical place, and I want the music to reflect that. So really, I'm just making video game music for a video game that doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> I don't. Are you sure you haven't done psychedelics? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. that's so cool though i've been i'm like super into that kind of music i think right right now i'm trying to write a record for dogs um because i don't know if you've seen like all those videos on the internet <laughs> on the social media feed of like kind of like the korean like songs for in dog videos like okay all that stuff like whenever i play it my dog 
she she doesn't react to anything except if she hears something tap something she thinks it's someone knocking on the door but when she hears sorry i was gonna say wouldn't it be genius if you uh, tell everybody hey i made an album for dogs check it out and you send it to them but they don't hear anything yeah well yeah humans can't hear it and you're like here check out this next one it's a masterpiece and it's still they can't hear it i like that idea i had an idea part of our idea was that uh also is that humans can't buy it like the dogs have to buy it so it will just be like the least successful record in the world like <laughs> i don't know why that is one of our ideas but yeah and, and, and what would be the digital service that they purchase it on like you know like PayPal, you know like uh, <laughs> podify yeah podify here's my podify playlist yeah yeah that would be good but yeah the dog like she doesn't really she can't see facetime like she i don't know if it's just my dog I, I i feel like other dogs can see you on facetime can hear you on the phone like she can't hear me or see me or anybody if you i don't know what's the deal with her but when she hears this korean music to like for people to enjoy cute dogs she gets so happy and i was wow. like wow you know this is like like I've, this is the longest I've ever been with her as a full year, you know, every day. And, right. uh, and she still is scared every time I like walk out of the door. And I was just thinking like, oh, what if I made a record to make her feel comfy or excited or whatever? Um, but and, it, and play it and like play, when you do leave the house, go to the grocery store or something, you yeah. just have it playing lightly and maybe that will comfort yeah. the dog. What's your dog's yeah. name? Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. What kind of dog is it? It's a uh, it's a multi poo. <laughs> multi poo. It, it really is. It's a Maltese poodle. It's yeah. You have a dog. No, I had I, I had a dog for about ten years, but I haven't had a dog for now. It's probably been eight eight or nine, ten oh, years. Okay. So I haven't had one in a while, but I had one for a long time, a chocolate lab, and oh. she she was wild. Really? No, oh, she was. I mean, she was a such bad a bad girl. She was a bad doggy. <laughs> I loved her. I loved her. I th I still think about her uh, almost every day. And I thought in real time, I mean, I would come home on my 25 minute lunch break from work. I would drive all the way home just to hang out for like 15 minutes and drive yeah. back to work every day. I yeah. uh, loved her, but she was bad. If she had something in her, if, if she had a bone, even around her, just around yeah. her, if I'm five feet away or 10 feet away and I just even reach my hand out, like I'm going to grab the bone, the teeth, she starts showing the teeth. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I couldn't really get close to her a lot of the time. Cause she, <laughs> she was very protective of whatever uh, toy she had, but oh. she was, she was sweet. And, uh, but, um, it, what's a, a multi, a multi poo. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I mean, that's, that sounds like, uh, like the morning after a night of partying. <laughs> That that's something that one would experience. Yeah, it's like it's this little white dog that it's sitting over there. It's it's it's. You have that uh, green screen effect, so I can't see the doggy. Yeah, no, that's I right. know she's she's not even in. She's like hiding behind a pillow, but she's she's a good dog, uh, <clears throat> which is weird because I used to have a a like one of the dumbest dogs in the world. <laughs> he just like was not smart he's so cute but not smart and one of those dogs that like if you open the door he would just shoot out and like run as fast as he can for you know and you're just like what's no. your problem like just like not 
not yeah not a smart guy but uh, the, my dog now tommy is like she her goal is to be as close to my head as possible you know like the she can only feel comfort if our heads are within like four oh. feet of each other um, I, 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 it's amazing what they give to us you know dogs i just love dogs so much it's like all the love but also the humor they, they do yeah some pretty funny stuff sometimes and i feel like certain dogs like when i was in fifth grade in my small town i was walking home from school and all of a sudden a wiener dog started following me and i looked behind me and it was like my heart just melted it was the cutest thing yeah but it kept following me and i was like uh, kind of worried about it i'm like well, i hope it doesn't run out in the road or where's its owners and it literally followed me all the way home and on my way home i just named it and i thought i was going to be able to keep it so i named yeah. it i named it weenus <laughs> and so when we got to my house, my mom's like, we need to call the owner of that dog. And I, was, I started crying, crying, and I was so sad. And I think about that dog. That was 15 minutes of my life. And I think about that dog all the time. That's how much, how special I feel dogs are. They like impacted me in a weird way. And it, I just find that wiener dogs also are just an endless source of comedy. They're just yeah. comedy right there, just looking oh, at them. I saw one this morning on the dog walk, and no. I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't believe it. It was one of the ones that have kind of like the long hair. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's a specific kind, but yeah, there's, they're amazing because they, they mean no harm and they don't, they know no harm. They're mm -hmm. just, they're just dogs. Like dogs favorite is everything. Like mm -hmm. a walk is their favorite. A car ride is their favorite. Like a snack is their favorite. A belly rub their, is their favorite. And, and they get more excited than we do about any, any, and just for the, if they hear the word walk, Oh, yeah. They just go absolutely bonkers. I actually wish I had that <laughs> excitability about things, you know, like at that level. Where totally. We kind of did when we were kids. I feel like that just kind of diminishes a little bit as you get older. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I still I, get excited yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's less frequent. Um, no, totally. I think I only get that excited when I see dogs. Like, I get that excited too. Like, um, but maybe that's, it's hard to remember, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like I am a dog, like how they get excited when they see each other. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. oh my God, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you I doing? mean, they, they say that dog spelled backwards is God, you know? <laughs> Some do say that. <laughs> Some <laughs> do say that. Hi, everybody. If you like this podcast or just like being nice, please go subscribe, like, and save this episode. If you like being really, really, really nice, go check out our Patreon page. There you will find a veritable breeding ground for cool and secret podcasts and Death Valley Girls content. Thank you. Oh, I forgot to ask you a question, which is, well, we don't know what happens, but let's just say there's an afterlife. And um, you're waiting in line. There, we're not talking heaven or hell. We're just talking afterlife. You're waiting in line. Um, there's someone at the end. Uh, and in line, you're kind of writing down what will be like your cosmic business card. This is like defines you, um, not just your job, but it could be. But what what would your cosmic business card say? That's a great question. <laughs> what would my cosmic business card say? Um, I, I guess it would say that. Is it would it be? Uh, something I'm 
looking for or would it be something I want them to know about me? Because in the afterlife, what I would be looking for would be that would be that feeling of uh, of energy and positivity and love and and forever and and that you're with other energies that are with you in the journey. Uh, that's what I would want to experience, but also, and I know that this is a little strange, but I have a secret hope that everything that's happened on earth in its history has actually been being recorded and we get to go back and watch in real time, the events of the history of earth. Like I want to go to the 1800s and just plop me in like where Oklahoma would be. And I just want to see how life is lived. And then I want to go back to the beginning of, of humans and see the evolution of humans. Or I want to go to the theater when, you know, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. And I just want to, but you're actually there. It's exactly how it was. And the, the, you can smell the, the, the old theater and you see the, the act, uh, the, the, whatever's happening on stage. And then all of a sudden travel to an event that maybe happened a little more recently, like in the sixties or seventies or experience. I just, I really hope that, that we get to do that, or at least that I do. I hope you do too. That's so cool. Well, okay. Um, you have 10 seconds to decide anywhere in history that you get to go. Where is it going to be? Go now. What oh, God, because I want to go to so many places. Where do you want to go first? <laughs> Where do I want to go first? Oh, my God. That is so hard. Because all the ones I just mentioned are oddly places that I want to go. Okay, that's that was kind of rude of me. You did. No, just... I, I like the I like the pressure. Okay. But the, I but ten I, seconds is up. I failed. No, you didn't. I I like that you want to go to the, the Lincoln assassination. I, for... I, I don't like that it happened, <laughs> but it did happen. And I just want to read the room. Like, what was it okay. like? What what did it feel like back then? And and that was you know an unfortunate event. And and but you're there as energy. You're not like you're not like you can't go touch people oh, and so interact. You can't, you can't change anything. Okay. You're not participating. What? You're observing. Like okay. you like you're in virtual reality, but it's reality. Yeah. What's one place you don't want to go back to? Boy, I mean, I I'd have a hard time watching any any. Uh, anything that would was like i mean i guess that would be pretty traumatic you know that's interesting you say that because i say that i'd be so curious to be there but i don't think i would want to see it because it's probably more traumatizing than i realize because we're so far away from it it's like just an event in our history books right if you actually saw it that'd be actually pretty traumatizing probably so maybe i would not want to see events where people were harmed uh Maybe I'd want to go see more uh, revolutionary moments or, or just, or just be in that time. Like what, what would it be like to be around when it was 1253? Yeah. Like what in the hell were people doing? Yeah. totally. What's a day in the life look like? Yeah. A day in the life. I just, I don't know, you know, or go, or, you know, something a little more lighthearted, like go, see the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show, but you're actually in the Ed Sullivan theater and just, and just look around and be like, wow, I'm yeah. here. The, the events that you've heard about your whole life. I really, 
really hope that that is part of the afterlife. Well, if I have anything to say about it, you will get to do anything you want. Thank you, Bonnie. I feel like maybe... I feel like maybe that you do not, maybe not in that exact way where you go back to specific times, but I think you might, I think there might be like, you get a sense of all that's happened. I I do believe in like the Akashic records. Like I do believe in that. And I I think you will have that experience in some way or another. Um, You might be right. Maybe we feel everything. And even though our human bodies would think that might be overwhelming, maybe we're able to handle that as energy or whatever we become. And you just get a sense of it all and you experience it all. And maybe it's more in that way too. I can totally see that. Yeah. I feel I've, that seems familiar for some, that concept (laughs) seems like, yeah, I think that's going to happen. But so you're super into history and stuff like that. And and the human experience, I guess. Any- human experience. Yeah. yeah. Have you always been super into that? Kind of. I've, I've just always, human behavior has always been fascinating to me. I just watch how, and how different we are, but yet we're all, it's the same, you know, we're yeah. all human. Uh, yeah. I, I would just think about how different people's personalities and how we all kind of intersect and how they act. And, and then when people, uh, achieve greatness. It blows my mind. You know, I, I, I have, I have like eaten a little bit of an edible and watched like two hours of Michael Jordan playing basketball. Just if I'm like, he was like a machine. It's it's like perfection. Did you watch that? The last dance? Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Last dance. Oh my God. That blew my mind. I didn't. Yeah. That is incredible. I feel like that is evidence of the supernatural. Like, um, the, just, I didn't realize the like beautiful ballet that a basketball team has where they anticipate like every last like pass and every single like part of your, what it's called, your fingerprint, like the way they leave the ball, the way they just Mm -hmm. anticipate each other and play together is incredible. And I, you know, that's like, I feel like that psychic connection um, is the same in bands kind of where you just, it's almost like you can slow down time. Yes. Anticipate in some way, but yeah, watching that blew my mind. That's cool that you use that example because what a cool guy. Like well, he- kinda, it, it, It's also interesting that watching that, like you said, you can almost slow down time and get, you almost get the feeling of what it actually was like in real time. So maybe that is me sort of experiencing yeah. a historical event that I wish I could be there, but you, I kind of got to, because you, you can, it's almost like seeing it for the first time. You see why it was so impactful on on um on the country on yeah. kids i mean i was head to toe i'm not even the biggest sports guy yeah, i was yeah. always more of the of the uh, you know when I, in high school i was like the slayer shirt uh, hell yeah yeah um Congrats. but but i understand sports enough and just watching that greatness and i was he- i'd be when i was in fifth grade i was head to toe michael jordan parachute yeah. parachute pants cool. the jacket and it like you know just made me like this, uh, that's how I see people get into fashion. I see why, because 
it can clothing can actually kind of change the way you feel because yeah. when i was wearing that i was too cool for school which oh, is also a, a saying that we used to say back yeah then. no when i was in kindergarten i had this plastic like raincoat that was the red michael jackson leather jacket and oh had, yeah like all the painted on um zippers yep. and it was like I obviously was the coolest person in the world and mm -hmm. I wore it every single day. And, and then uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but one day my mom was like, you can't wear that to school today. And I was like, you know, didn't I, I snuck it and put it in my backpack and then I lost it. No. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That kind of shaped me. Cause I was like, if you don't listen to everything your mom says, you'll be punished by <laughs> the gods. <laughs> um but, yeah but yeah totally fashion man yeah it's it, it, that's a more recent one for me like a, a facet of human be behavior and human experience is there's this whole industry and this whole uh like it's a whole world that i knew nothing about and i'm learning about and now i'm i understand you know uh i understand why people love it gives them such happiness and there's like there's art in that too i think i'm I, i'll gravitate towards anything that has an aspect of art and you know like we were talking about uh, the, the last dance and there is art in sports as well oh and God, i can yeah. see it. i can see it like it's like sort of magical and that's another thing that you and i talked about was uh i brought up i think the midnight gospel yeah. and uh damian eccles and yeah you know uh all that uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just learning I'm still learning and, yeah, yeah. and 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 it's great to have something to that look into that has so much information uh it just kind of keeps me keeps me going but um yeah yeah no that's so cool I'm I'm definitely similar and I I really can only um digest like uh documentaries and stuff like that just because I'm not um I, I have a bad attention span. So if I, if something's not real, I'm just like, wait, what did he just say? What, you know, like I have to follow like hu human stories that are really laid out. Um, but that's cool. Yeah. Magic is cool. It's, it's weird. And there's a lot to learn. And uh, yeah, I think the more you learn, the more it happens, mm -hmm. um, but I'm just learning about all that too. Uh uh, I actually, I forgot to tell you, uh, back to the, the whole topic of the afterlife situation. Yeah. I have to tell you this. So yes, I please. recently was gifted the Oculus Quest 2, which is uh, the uh, wireless virtual reality headset. Wow. And so they have, <laughs> they have come a long way with virtual reality. Yeah. And so I actually do slightly get to experience also what I was talking about, um, uh, where being in places like uh, you can be on the set of Saturday Night Live, like uh, like you're in the audience during a sketch and you can see how it's filmed. And like you look around, you're in the crowd. You can see the, the person sitting next to you and they're doing uh, some sketch and you're like, oh, wow. And you see the cue card guys and you're in it. It's, so it's full, full 360. It's totally real. Oh, absolutely. So and. It's not like they haven't got the 4K high def thing yet, but it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see it because I feel like so because of that, do you believe that maybe this is a simulation? Oh, I've gone there. God, you're good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I could talk to you for a month. Um, 
a year, uh, forever. <laughs> uh, yes, I have gone down that path where yeah. it, it did a civilization before us. It, it lived millions of years before they somehow became extinct, which maybe it was because of technology, which is where we're maybe heading again, like Terminator style. Yeah. Uh, did, did they exist millions of years, get really technologically advanced and, and uh, had a, what their version of the internet and then virtual reality. And then they, it got so good that that's what we're inside of. I've gone down that path. I mean, that is a, a little hard, not hard for me to grasp actually, but more like, I don't think I can go 100% that that is right. definitely what's going on, but I'm open, oh, yeah. open to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, no, that's it, so funny you say that. I, I've i never done virtual reality or seen it, but um, I really want to. That sounds so exciting. My <laughs> nephews are obsessed with it. They don't have it, but they're just like, they just want to talk about virtual reality all the time. Well, let me tell you one thing that might uh, intrigue you with virtual reality. There's an app and there's an app in there that they teamed up with Google, Google Maps or Google Earth. And it's an app called Wander. It's free. So if you have the Oculus, you put it on and you get Wander, you open it up and there's a map of the entire world. And all you do, you can zoom in on the map. You can zoom in pretty far. You just point at a place and then all of a sudden you're standing in that town or city and you're right there. So I get to go and see what all of these cities that I've always wondered about are like. And, and it, it's detailed. So let's say you want to know what Osaka looks like. I so do. I, yeah, me too. So you can be there. So you go there and you're on the street and you, uh, in increments, cause they haven't perfected it where you're just walking around, but yeah, in yeah. like five foot increments, you walk down the streets and you look at all the stores and businesses and all the lights and it's full three cities. 60. And so some nights I'll put like some beautiful soundtrack on, like we were talking about earlier. I'll put yeah. that on. Cause this app doesn't have any music. It's just an experience. I'll put music on and then I'll put the headset on and then I'll go walk around, uh, uh cities and places. I went to Zimbabwe. No I went, to, yeah, I went all over the world and you're just, you're just in the city. I went and saw the pyramids. I had no idea that that's what they look like, like in real life, so what to speak. Is, what was shocking? I don't know what they look like either. What, what do you expect and what was it like? Yeah. I, I didn't realize they were like kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I, <laughs> I, I didn't realize how, how do I explain this? Like how real they are. Cause in my mind, it's so far away and, I thought it was, and it is, I guess, a tourist attraction, but also, man, it, it, I got to tell you, I, the closer I got to it, I was like, I almost have goosebumps telling you the story. I, I got a little bit, had a really interesting feeling. It was yeah. kind of creepy. I got to tell you, but in a, in a good way, it, yeah. it was like, this thing is so historic and to be so close to it and to see it, how real it is. Like, oh, and, and, and they're not all, they're not perfect. That's, yeah. a, that would be the answer to your question. That, yeah, that's what I'm curious They're not about. perfect. They're jagged and parts of them have even collapsed a little bit. Wow. But you still are like, how did they build this? And I didn't realize they are big. Yeah. <laughs> they're uh, so big. They're so big. And it's so, I would say majestic. That I think is the feeling that I got. I could feel the majesticness. And uh, if that's Isn't a that word. Amazing. Like that is so cool. Especially now 
you know, when I'm surprised there hasn't been like a bigger boom or people, this is the first I've heard about this, you know, like why aren't people talking more about this in these it, lockdown times? It's slowly, I mean, cause it just came out. Well, I mean, virtual reality has been around for a while and it's getting better and better. But now what, what's happening is it used to be like $2,000 and you needed a PC to run it. Okay. Now they've, it's getting smaller and they're perfecting it to where you can spend $300 and you can just strap it on. You need no other computer, nothing else. And you turn it on and you're in virtual reality. I so it's just recently it. becoming okay. more accessible. That's amazing. Have you been following like virtual reality since the beginning? Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a movie in the nineties called the lawnmower man and it's yeah. all about virtual reality. Uh, I have a feeling it probably didn't age well. I can just tell from <laughs> little clips that cause I haven't decided to watch it. Uh, uh, I don't even know if it was good back then, but uh, <laughs> yes, I have been waiting for this moment. Oh, and I had such another experience um, like a dream come true. Uh, so when I was a kid, of course I loved Nintendo and super Mario brothers. And I just, I loved it so much. And uh, I wanted to, I, I loved it so much. I wanted to be in it. Like I want to live in this world. Yeah. I love the beauty of, you know, breath of the wild and all these games. I love the beauty of them. And so I get the virtual reality and I put it on and there's this game called pixel ripped where you, you put it on and there's a moment in the game where you are inside of like a Mario brothers type of game and you're oh inside of it. And so I'm looking at the, at the mu little mushroom characters and the bricks oh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a childhood dream. Yeah. So uh, it, it it is a wondrous thing. And I'm telling you, this is going to be something you're going to be hearing a lot about in the next five, in the next two years, in the next five. And from here forward, you're going to be hearing a lot about it. And what another thing that's great about it is, um, like I said, you can be like in the crowd at Saturday Night Live. Well, you they're going to be doing this for concerts. They're, you're yeah. going to be able to be front row, right in the middle, and and watch a concert of one of your favorite bands and you're right there and it sounds good and looks good and and events uh, for you know for the sport people you're going to be able to be watching the super bowl on the 50 yard line standing next to the players just looking around and, <laughs> and watching the game right that there that's so crazy that's mm -hmm. so i mean to me this is still just totally fantasy you know like it's it's it's, it's really happening that's so cool one quick question is mm -hmm. do you have you ever played like splatoon or splatoon oh, Spl Spl splatoon splatoon do you, mm -hmm. that, do you know that one? Oh yeah it's so cute it's so fun yeah, yeah. you're just like this little squid yeah. and it's essentially <laughs> a paintball war yeah my game. nephew loves that and i, I like um Sorry, my sister and family, but I uh, indulged in the edible and then like was playing with him. And it was like the coolest thing I had ever seen. I was like tr just taking pictures of it. And he was like, stop taking pictures. And I was like, I can't help it. It's so pretty. That's and, adorable. Yeah, it's, it's so, so pretty. It's so it's such a cute game. It's so colorful. Yeah. And and then you can only what is it like you can if you spray something your color, you can jump into it and he like yeah, swims yeah. and and just the sound effects. And yeah, the, I love it so much. I yeah, it's weird how it's like in high school and before um i was felt like i was tortured by having to watch boys play video games i mean there is a history to that too yes. I, I totally understand but now i'm like can i watch with you please mm -hmm. you know like uh and i'm so yeah it's so there's so, i didn't realize how much 
um, innovation had gone into them, but now just all of their games are insane and like beautiful and being not participating, but still being able to participate or be around them, I think is awesome. Like that's so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you say that too, because it is true. Historically, I feel like video game companies were really aiming towards boys, you know, like with the war games. And when I was young, it was Contra and like, you know, guns and blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, also, I just like to say mm-hmm. that I just wasn't allowed to play them and we didn't have them. So the experience was to go to someone's house who did, and then, and then it, you know, they would just play it the whole time and you'd be like, yeah. oh, and so they wouldn't bored. share. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Totally. So I'm not blaming boys entirely, but I mean, I kind of do, but I you know it's just evolved so much. There's so much for everybody and it's just continually getting more and more creative. Yeah. I always, for me, I've always loved the games that were more imaginative and, um, and, and sort of wacky. Like, Oh, why, why is there a giant, cartoon dinosaur uh, throwing eggs at me when this uh, puffy pink Kirby thing is trying to suck me into its mouth. And I like that kind of stuff more than, you know, realistic games. I like um, imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you have an incredible uh, sense of wonder and imagination. I'm like, I think it's so cool that you're so into um, this fantasy adventure that is life that (laughs) well that's where fantasy intersects with life is where it gets really exciting for me that's so cool yeah that's so cool thank you for um talking about this because my mind is blown i'm so excited now to just kind of see how virtual reality becomes part of regular reality um you know just see what happens there and i i had no idea i mean i guess i could have or should have known that it's been going on even without my knowledge but mm. i just didn't really think about it so will mm-hmm. you keep in touch with me about uh the f- you know if any new exciting stuff happens in the- i know well if you ever do get a device yeah you know i would love to share with you some great places to start yeah. and i think they're only uh yeah 299 i mean i know that we're not all rolling in the dough these days but um <laughs> And like I said, I mean, mine was gifted to me. My parents got it for me. It was a Christmas present. But That's so cool. if you ever do get one, I would love to experience it with you as well, because I have a couple friends that have it and we go into rooms together in virtual reality. Wow. Like I've sat next to a friend at a at a card table. I've sat. How does that happen? You they have, go to the same place. Yes. And you can go into a room and play. I played this game where. Uh, we were both hitting this ball kind of back and forth with my friend Shep and we were just hitting a ball back and forth. You're talking to each other. You can see their avatar and their movements and it's kind of endless hilarity as well. I've yeah. met I've met people in virtual reality that we became friends on the Oculus. Like you can friend each other, Yeah. like meet people too. And I, not that I'm into, I, I don't want to open those floodgates too much, but <laughs> yeah. this person seemed legitimately pretty. All right. So I was like, all right. Wait, uh, do you look like you or? You, you create your avatar. So it can kind of look like you, but it's not your actual self, but that I guarantee that will be soon. But is it like a, like a human or is it a cartoon or kind of more it's like a cartoon version of a human wow i'm not happy with my avatar right now and i can't i can't tweak it to my perfection but uh, i'm also and i also don't um 
I'm also, I know this is going to sound kind of strange, but I'm, I'm not like a, your typical gamer. Like this is not, I know I, when there there's like, for me, there's a finite amount of time to do kind of everything. And so I'm not like home all the time with this thing. I'm just going, uh, you know, I <laughs> experiencing what we call real life is very important uh, as well. So I, yeah, I, I never promote like constant gaming or anything. And I actually don't play it as much as people might think, but if you, I would love for, I, I would, if I, I wish I had a way of moving this and showing you the game room, but maybe sometime in the future, or I'll, I'll maybe I'll text you a picture or something, yeah. but I, well, I made it. It's like a little, little museum. That's so cool. How many, how many, uh, arcade games or how many games that are, I don't know, not virtual and not mm-hmm. on a game box. <laughs> yeah. Console. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a game box. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many games do you have? I mean, it's oh boy, that's it's a lot. I'm not a, and I am not a hoarder or. Uh, I I uh, am so. Okay, yeah, I do I, have I'm a lot, sure. but it's very specific and all very organized. Um, I mean, I it's definitely you know, thousand. Wow, yeah. do you like? Is it the same way? Like where you're like, I feel like watching this kind of movie. Do you just? Do you just like play this kind of game? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to put, I'm going to play a rhythm game now. And there's all these rhythm games where that are really fun and challenging and made me realize that I'm not as good of a drummer as I once thought that I was. <laughs> uh, there's great games for that. So yeah, there's different games for different feelings uh, and different moods. And I, I have them all. Um, so I also have a lot of retro consoles. So I have the old school Nintendo, but then I have the Sega Genesis and the Sega Dreamcast and the Panasonic 3DO, which bombed back in 1996. But I have one of those and I have them all hooked up on a switcher so you can play them at any time. And then I have, wow. all, and I have all the games displayed for each different system. So I have 14 or 15 systems from the past, even the Atari 2600, and they're all hooked up and ready to go. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool. I didn't even know you could do that. That's so cool. Um, so do you play every day? Mm, no, actually, uh, a lot, uh, but not as much as one, like I say, one would think, but it is sort of a happy place for me. So if I want to just relax before I have to like cook dinner or something, uh, cause that's like another stressful. Yeah. Yeah. I like play, I play like a half hour Mario Kart <laughs> and you play online with other people. So you're racing oh. real people and, nice. and Mario Kart's magical too, by the way. And so that, and that's kind of a happy place. And, that's so nice. and then I, and then I cook dinner, which is another thing I've gotten into during the pandemic is c- cooking. I like different recipes and stuff. I, I think I've cooked everything under the sun. Really? I mean, it feels like it. I'm sure yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing something, but I wanted to try all different kinds of dishes and stuff like that. So I did you cook before? I mean, like, not really. I, okay. I mean, a little. I, I was, you know, I was subscribed to Blue Apron where they deliver oh, wow. like two nice. or three meals. And that got me into it. That was like five years, five or six years ago. That got okay. me into it. I'm like, oh, I can do this. And so yeah. I gained more confidence uh, as a, uh, to cook more. That's so the, name of the game. Isn't it, it, it is, isn't it? That's cool. Um, I, so I, I, I I just, I know that this is, I'm a guest on this podcast, but it's so hard for me not to ask you like what's new in your world or what's going on. I I want 
I don't want to seem like now I'm interviewing you because this is me, a guest on, on here, but I, I, I just, uh, you are a fascinating person to me and I respect you so much. And I, I just, I just want to keep being like, so what, what is your newfound joy or or a new um, hobby or a new interest that you've picked up in the last uh, 11 months? Yeah. Well, I live with my nephews. Um, I, my house, my roommate uh, worked in or works in the ER, and so it just got too scary. He was like, uh, mm. they, when he he was like the first person I know. Obviously, that was like exposed to coronavirus, and um, the hospital made him quarantine. And I was like, wait, like nurses and people that work at the hospital are quarantining? Like this must be really bad. So uh, I moved in with my sister and her husband and my two little nephews, and. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess the most significant thing that's happened is that um, at the beginning of quarantine, they were totally afraid of my dog um, and didn't like her at all. And oh, she no. didn't like them. Um, and now they're all in love and it's super cute. And like, yeah, you got like a family unit going on over I there, got a family unit going on, which is 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 significant. That's that's really the main thing that's been happening is I. um yeah, I have a 10 and five-year-old nephews and uh, we're like buddies now. Um, and I'm I'm super grateful to have like had a year of living with them. Um, it's really cool. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with lots of outside family. Um, so I think it's cool that no matter what, uh, they'll just, I'll have that year with them and I have so much stuff to make fun of them for later. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So wonderful. Well, I guess, you know, also, I mean, look at this, you started a podcast during a pandemic. Yeah. Have, yeah, yeah. How, how many episodes in are you? I think this is number 20. Um, oh, wow. It's been around longer than I thought. Well, no, it's none of them have come out <laughs> and oh, yeah, uh, I just started doing it. Like, I think, three weeks ago, but I'm like pretty, uh, I, I'm, I'm very, um, what's it called? Uh, extreme. Like either I'm a hundred percent into something or hundred percent. not. I'm, into exact, it. I'm the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I got to get like lots of these done while I have, um, while it's, while it's what's up, but I've, yeah. I've been wanting to do it for a while. Just never had the time. Um, and I guess I always, yeah, wanted to do like a paranormal podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just turned out that like what I really I just wanted to talk to people I love and see, mm-hmm. you know, and so everyone else can find out why I love them. <laughs> that is so. beautiful and also <laughs> so wonderful. And I'm so happy to be here. And like I said, that, that uh, conversation that we had at KEXP and this one here, I just, I feel like uh, you and I continually just keep exploring. Yeah. And be it uh, outer space or in here. Yeah, that's nice. That's so sweet and true. Yeah, I definitely would love to uh, have a round two at some point if you if mm-hmm. you're game. <laughs> I'm always, yeah, no, no pun intended, if yeah. you're game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, when it comes to you and all things Death Valley Girls and Bonnie, I'm going to be game every time. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you would like to tell uh, the future podcast people? <laughs> I just hope everybody is 
being as loving as possible and exploring and learning and, and kind to each other for crying out loud and, uh, and evolving. Yeah. And, that's great. I love that. I hope everyone's evolving too. That's yeah. And, and in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess one could evolve negatively if they had a really bad idea or they're like a bad person or evil yeah. person. Well, I don't want them that's, evolving into yeah. being more evil. That's true. So that's don't true. evolve if you're an evil person. <laughs> okay. That's really, I'm glad you noted that because this could have gotten ugly and dangerous. Or if you do evolve, go the other direction. Don't go towards evil. Yeah. Go the other direction. It's go just much direction. more peaceful for crying out loud. It's easier. You know? It is easier. Let's do it because it's easier. Not for any other reason. Yeah. And you also, you just, uh, right when I saw you, because uh, the first time we met, I just eased, I just was at ease when I saw you. <laughs> and then sure enough, you know, we, we hadn't seen each other in a little while. And then right when you pop on the screen, you're wearing a Black Sabbath <laughs> shirt. And I'm like right at ease again. Yeah. It's like my favorite rock band of all time. So. That's so cool. What's your favorite record? Of uh, Black Sabbath. Oh, boy, that's really hard. Um because I'm more of a favorite songs. Oh, I'm sorry. So what's your favorite song? Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost all of them uh, with uh, Ozzy era, of course. Um, I liked some of the stuff after Ozzy, but Ozzy just has a specific tone to his voice that is just otherworldly to me. I, it, you know, super knot and fairies wear boots. And I, I just listen to his voice. I'm like, how did he... How did he get that voice? And you want to talk about every all the stars lining up yeah. for for somebody? I mean, a he looked the way he looked, like especially young Ozzy. I mean, just he looked the way he looked, and then his voice happened to sound kind of evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it is his real voice. Like he's not yeah. trying to sound. That's his real voice. And then you find this band called, and then you call yourselves Black Sabbath, and you sound like like nineteen sixties and seventies B horror film, you know, sludgy. So and and then you find someone like Tony Iommi who can write riffs like that. And then once again, like Ozzy's voice, and then his melodies. He just so got, had, he had all the goods. And then his name's Ozzy, has two Z's in it. He's in an <laughs> evil sounding band and his name has two Z's in it. Like Ozzy. It was just, everything was perfect. It is perfect. I never thought about that before, but it really is perfect. Storybook. Uh, it's, they're the best band. I mean, and they're like, seem really happy. And like, yeah. you know, back then they seemed like, I know obviously they had problems, but mm. For the most part, they seem like really nice guys. Yeah, and, and Ozzy I, was always like, "I love you, I love you." Always promoting peace and love. Yeah, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. What a great band! Yeah, what a great uh, band. Love it. Yeah, yeah well, so happy we have that in common. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, boy, it's like, oh, what are we going to talk about next time? We we might go even deeper into yeah. the, into the into, into the, the space and into the night and into yeah. the depths. Well, thank uh, you. Thank you yes. so much for agreeing to do this um, and for being you and for everything. Um, this was super, super fun. And it's just good to hang out with you. Um, yeah, you too, Bonnie. You're, you're very special to me. And I appreciate uh, any conversation with you. It, it, uh, it means a lot to me. So 